Good evening, Guardians, and welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I am your host, Josh. Corey has the week off this week. Why for celebrating your anniversary? So joining us, we have the one, the only, Yetus Deletus himself, our favorite Titan. Don't tell Colonel Panic or Corey that, though. I just realized how many Titans we have on Ooh, this show. my man started with some heat. <laughs> A1 Johnny. Thank you, thank you. Always good to be back. Always good. Always good to have you here. We haven't had you here in a little while uh, since the Witch Queen reveal. We had some pre-trials changes. And then I went on vacation. And the amount of messages I got while on vacation caused my girlfriend to almost message you herself and say, please stop messaging him. It is 2 o'clock in the morning where we are. We're on vacation. My man's doesn't need destiny takes right now. <laughs> Pretty much. That was about what she said because she, she so she had a migraine. I've, I haven't told this story, but Chelsea had a migraine on vacation. And I bought a backbone controller right before we went on vacation. I told y'all I tried playing some destiny. I played it in the airport and she put me on her Snapchat. And her both of her sisters and my family members, by the way, my stepsister, <laughs> my dad's wife, and my aunt, all follow her on Snapchat, all saw it within 20 minutes. All five of them are like, really? He's playing it in the airport while you are leaving on vacation. He can't be playing anything else. He actually has the headphones plugged in. He's got it out. I was trying to run strikes. <laughs> it was early in the season. I was trying to get some of those crispy pinnacle drops. I had a good connection at the airport. Fast forward a couple days. We're on vacation with my friend Ray. Chelsea's not feeling good one night. So she's laying down with a migraine. It's pouring rain outside. I decide I'm going to stay in the hotel room. I'm not going to go out. I went and got her dessert and came back. I'm sitting out there. And I thought maybe only like half hour, 45 minutes had passed since I got back. She came in. I came out to get something to drink and goes, Wait, you're still up? How long have you been sitting out here? I was like, oh, like a half an hour. She's like, no, you haven't been. Because I get an alert when you go live on your Xbox. When you <laughs> sign in, the app tells me. Because I'm one of her favorites, apparently. And she's yeah, never yeah. turned that setting off on the app. She goes, this is from three hours ago. <laughs> so, you know, it I happens. May... It happens. I may not be allowed to take the backbone controller on the Christmas <laughs> vacation. I have asked if I can take the Series S instead, though, for maximum profitability. And I have been told, absolutely not, your mother is going with us. My mom would actually probably throw it off the balcony if she saw that I brought the Xbox with us. <laughs> but, you know, like, listen, we got a 30th anniversary coming up. We've got a Halo coming out. I got games I'm going to be getting for Christmas. Come on, guys. Come on. I know it's supposed to be about family time, the but uh, coming. the back. Listen, my my stepsister plays Destiny. Okay, she can vouch for me. It's okay, but I I digress. I digress. I digress. Getting back to the trials changes, though. Corey and I've talked a lot about it. John, I want to get your quick two three minute rundown on trials. How you've been feeling? I think we're pretty much in agreement on it. But before we dive into anything else tonight, John, your experience with the Trials rework. Um, I absolutely love the changes. Um, barring week three with the objective mode, that's its own bag I'm, of I'm, I'm happy to try new things. I, yeah. I, we've, we've been clear about that. I think Corey actually kind of liked the objective mode. And yeah. I did too. 
once the flawless pool got activated. <laughs> I, I uh, with the objective mode, like you said, I don't, I, I love seeing them try new stuff. Yeah. Um, I do think the objective mode in its concept was good. Just the implementation, the I, I understand why they did this, but the whole you lose a round and then it just starts in your spawn was not great. Not great. Well, and the fact that you could still <laughs> capture zones after eliminating the team. Yeah. Because they, they acknowledged that there was a snowballing of supers in that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, for teams that were 4-1, right, going up into the final right. round, they would purposely lose a match. So it would start in their spawn. And then you have people who were obviously whooping your ass with supers. Final round spawns right in front of them. You know, it just... There were issues there, but I don't mind trying different stuff. But yeah, overall, though, I I, mm -hmm. I loved the trial changes. I went flawless for the first time ever, twice, you know. Um, and it's great to see more people in the playlist. It's great to see normal people in the playlist. It's great to have fair matches because I'm not only fighting re recubs and streamers and the top one percent, you know, sweat lords. It's it's nice to have have that feeling of competition, but have it be obtainable have it be a real yeah. a real thing that you can do you know when you're up against a, a a team of people of about equal skill it's just it's just nice it's nice yeah it's it's good and i think it's nice that they've been keeping the trend of well i guess not nice but it's better now that it's like this because this was always the complaint we had in comp was that the best weapons in the game were locked behind a competitive wall in PvP, which resorted to people paying for carries, uh, getting carried by their just godlike friends, or setting up specific kill lobbies in the case of Mountaintop. Yeah. Uh, and Trials, before we got the pity bounty, as it's been dubbed, uh, was like that for its first season when it came back. I remember oh, yeah. trying, to get, uh, trying to get Summoner yeah. and just being so frustrated that I couldn't get past the second we match or we couldn't win the third. Yeah, we'd we'd work all weekend for a shot at all one weekend. Roll I mean, gun, like eight you know? nine hours we're putting in the trials. <laughs> we were just torturing ourselves because we knew those were some of the best weapons in the entire game. And you know, pity bounty comes out. Okay, cool. We were doing enough to get our bounty, make sure all the homies got the whatever armor piece was up or whatever, and then we were out of there. Yeah, we were done. We weren't trying. If we got past three wins, cool. Yeah. If we got the three wins, we were celebrating. Now I think it's maybe twice well, in the last year we made it to five wins. You know, like <laughs> and, that, and I mean that was, that wasn't even all of us either. Like yeah. we would get to the fifth game and then we would lose. Yeah. Now it's we're messaging each other repeatedly, going like, "Oh my god, dude, I can't believe we barely missed going flawless. Oh, I can't. Believe we were six and zero, oh, and then it fell apart. Yeah. Um, you know, or something like that. Like um, I messaged you over the uh, it was Monday. Monday morning, yeah. I had half of a flawless card when I went to bed the night before. I had already used my mercy though, because there is a bug with with matches one and two that mm -hmm. if you have gone flawless, you will only match against other flawless players for those matches for whatever reason, and yeah. that'll be fixed in a patch later this month, I believe. But I had to use my mercy in round two, and I was just like, okay, whatever. I I'm gonna I'm gonna get the twenty rounds, and then I'm just gonna farm the seventh game. I'm gonna. Yeah. I want it. I keep want to keep getting chances at the lantern shell, um, or at uh, the uh, the other ghost shell. The the yeah. second one that came out. You can get those. You don't have to go to the lighthouse for those. Yeah. So I want to keep farming these wins. Well, then I went flawless Monday morning on the rest <laughs> of the card, and I, I I'm I'm messaging John about. It. I was like, dude, I just went flawless. He's like, 
well, what you get? And it, Eye of Soul was the adept weapon that was up. And Son of a uh, bitch. <laughs> I, uh, I, I got two rolls that, that John is very not happy about. And I think it hurts him even more knowing that they're great PvP rolls. But I never don't, gonna be used. I don't <laughs> snipe in PvP. I've retired from that life. Uh, I left that <laughs> life behind on Valhalla and Halo 3. I have never picked it back up. Oh, come on, Josh. You got the Adept Icarus. I want to see you getting those Adept Icarus shots with ISOL in the air. I, 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 <laughs> God, dude. I can't I have Adept Icarus, but I can't get charge time to save my life. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it just introduced this great, I think, camaraderie in the community. Like, yeah. we're seeing more people than ever before try. Like, the pvp mains keep trying to build this big story out of trials i think of like oh it has declining numbers. see that's proof like bungie shouldn't have changed anything from week one or you know like i've seen some casual pve players say the same thing and i'm like well it's still even in its fourth week and we took a week off in between for iron banner still is higher than almost any other trials weekend in history across games oh, yeah. one and two yeah, when and, Trials of the Nine launched, there was a big surge, and then it was about half as much after that the next weekend, and then it was just pitiful. And the same with the relaunch of Osiris in D2. It was a big yeah. surge of, hey, it's back. It was back. And yeah. then, you know. And I, I do think down. combining Xbox and PS, uh, oh. PS4, PS5 players together has helped a lot. Yep. Um, That's why I, I mean, play even Trials if, on my Xbox. You know, I play right. mostly on PC these days. And it's not mm -hmm. that I'm afraid of mouse and keyboard players, but it's just it's literally twice the player pool with Xbox yeah. and PS5 and the three people on Stadia, you know, all in one pool. Um, so I, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's good. It's it's fantastic. I, I really like it. I'm curious to see how we keep going with this. Uh, I find myself looking forward to what's going to be the trials weapon again mm -hmm. uh, now in these weeks because it's almost never the adept the adept has never been about armor, right? Yeah, yeah, but. I find myself going like, okay, I, I realistically, I probably am done until Reed's Regret comes back, Shaura's or Messenger. Like those I are know you want that Adept Messenger, Josh. I know you want that Adept Messenger, I Josh. Need the, <laughs> listen, I need the Adept Messenger. I have made do with a role that I have been told is bad repeatedly by multiple people. And let me Including tell you me. something. That role <laughs> has carried me to the White House twice. It has gotten Got me you to a Grandmaster today. It has gotten me through every Grandmaster I have done. With the no, I, I take that back. It got me through the Grandmaster today. It's got me through multiple Master Nightfalls. It got me through a couple GMs. Uh, I think the first season that we were attempting them, we did Arms Dealer. But <laughs> Rapid Hit One for All is not exactly. It's a good PVE role. Let me be really clear. That's yeah. not what you want to take into PVP though. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, so I did get Outlaw Kill Clip on one. So I, I will be trying to use that in PvP more. Hey, when you only get one roll and oh, that's yeah. it, you got to keep making do with it. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah. you know, with the targeted farming, it's so much yeah. easier. Um, but we do have another topic this week. We're not, we're not just here to talk trials as much as I mean, I thought John I and I like it. We've trials. covered trials extensively on this show. <laughs> uh, until something major changes, we do know we have another Labs weekend coming up. We have something else going on, though, for the rest of this month, and, uh, well, let's jump into it. In the past, I have called Festival of the Lost the Festival of the Cost. Um, I think that Festival of the Lost is just, it. the Haunted Forest, by the time we did it for the third year in a row, I, I was fucking done. I didn't yeah. play it last year. I played very little. Even the second year, I didn't play as much. 
Um, this is a radically better event. And maybe, and I, I want to quote our friend Paul Tassi, who says, maybe it's just the relief of not doing the Haunted Forest again. Yeah. But this feels better. And I will say, I like the Haunted Lost Sectors. I like the headless ones. And I love that Glint is narrating the whole thing. <laughs> it's so fucking goofy. I do wish there was a rotation of more than just three Lost Sectors, but I get it. You know, you have time constraints. You don't want to pull people off of making actual seasonal content that we're going to enjoy for months yeah. at a time. Um, I, I like this. I like that there is an entire lore book dedicated to this now. I think that that right there is so cool. Yeah, unlocking it, ghost stories from a ghost. Unlocking ghost yeah, literally ghost stories. And it's cool, like, if you read them, there is actually a lore explanation for the Headless Ones. Uh, yeah. I have not read the whole book. I'm going off what other people told me. I have about four or five pages left to unlock in the book. I have grinded it out. I have played so goddamn many Lake of Shadows regular nightfalls. I yeah. can do that strike in under five minutes now. <laughs> on night, on uh, the 1250 nightfall. It's yeah. ridiculous, but it's the quickest way to farm it. And so before we get into the pros of this event, Bungie told us about an hour before we started recording, they are nerfing... Uh, how many pages you can earn from Lake of Shadows Nightfall, which was five pages, Wrathborn Hunts, and Expunge, which each rewarded six pages. Josh, can I can I ask you who who this season was running Expunge or Wrathborn Hunts for any reason before this week? Nobody. Not yes, single. No, the answer is nobody. <laughs> the, the answer is absolutely nobody, except for me because I'm still trying to get that fucking ship from <laughs> poor, the high celebrate soul <laughs> i have listen i have done probably about 20 to 25 runs of this stupid mission still don't have it i i feel the pain of people who don't have vex mythoclast yeah i feel the pain of people who do not have eyes of tomorrow mine is a much much simpler plight but god dang it it's the one exotic thing i'm missing <laughs> from this season, from this series of Year. seasons, I'm gonna be really upset if I have to go buy it from the fucking kiosk like always on time. <laughs> I do not want to spend two hundred something yeah, spoils. It'll, it'll show up for shit. silver next summer in the in the. In oh case my god! No, do not give them ideas. <laughs> they will hear you. But it's just this is a this is really similar to we we had a controversy. Uh, it wasn't with the laurels; it was with something else um, that they nerfed. Uh, back, it was back in chosen. I, I don't. Oh, it, yeah, it wasn't chosen. It was the uh, the, uh, the, the, the the transmog bounties. Uh, Splicer. Yeah. How yeah. you had to earn a currency to go turn that currency in and to do it again, and yeah. it's just this: you had to earn currency to even buy a bounty. Then you had to earn more in order to. Then you had to do the bounty and then go turn it yeah. in and turn in another thing. And it was ridiculous. We now have that twice here. Okay, yeah. so we have that with the lore pages. You have to earn them in a playlist activity or in a public event or something. Then you have to go run go. a... You gotta go do the Lost Sector playlist, which takes you out of everything entirely, kills your streak that you're on, and then you can turn those in at Christmas Grandma. Yeah. And that is just... That's too much back and forth for me. It's too much to keep straight. If I didn't care so much about lore, I would probably just read it on Ishtar Collective. Yep. But the second I saw, like, oh, the hook is here's yep. a whole lore book to unlock. I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers catch me out here grinding for the next three weeks because yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's such a cool concept. I really yep. do hope 
this is something that they do going forward, just not like this. This is yeah. a really bad idea. This is the ultimate, like, you just gave us so much. You are in a season that everyone loves. You are doing so much right. It was just like coming out of Chosen mm. and going in the Splicer and announcing the transmog shit. And we're like, you are literally shooting yourself repeatedly in the foot right now. This, and th this was, this was not mentioned in the TWAB yeah. that came out an hour and a half before, uh, they gave us the good news of, oh, Mythic Class is going to be nerfed. You guys like that right here? Let's slide this out at 7 o'clock at night on a Thursday and hope nobody notices. And it's yeah. just, they, and they won't tell us what change they deployed to the Nightfall until Tuesday, which I think is actually kind of ingenious. They're going to let you run it all weekend if you want to. No, and I, they'll think, tell you. I think they just said you won't get pages from it because people can oh, farm it. Oh, 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 yeah. Got you. That's what they got mean. You. And it'll That's almost like, worse. That's almost yeah. worse. God. Because it's like the shadows, like you just said, you could do it in five minutes once you know what you're doing. And it's like, That's listen, I don't, I have never complained. I have never had a problem with having to play the game in order to get the rewards. Yeah. But when it don't make me earn a currency in something and then take it into the seat into the holiday playlist and then go back to the tower. Let me just earn shit in. Let me earn the pages I need to earn in this. I would sit in that lost sectors playlist for hours and do it because yeah. I want the Lord that badly. I want to earn. And that was the quickest way to earn candy too. Let's yeah. be honest. You were getting like five, 600 to run and the stuff for candy is so absurdly expensive. Yeah. Like, and you have to buy all six masks, and I get it's for completionists in order to get the special sparrow. I'm questioning that if audience. I even have the heart to do it. Yeah. Yeah, this falls under the, uh, like, what was this hurting exactly? If if people yeah. want to, if people want to grind 40-second Wrathborn hunts for an entire evening to unlock the lore book, let them do it. It's not hurting. We also did this back during <laughs> Christmas. Let's not pretend like this is yep. something new. We Christmas, we did it for Guardian games. We've been doing this all year, and now you're choosing to nerf it? We've been it? doing like, this for seven years now. This is what Destiny players do. They find the shortest farming method, and they do it for 18 hours straight, and, and then complain that there's no content. You're, you know? you're making us jump through different hoops <laughs> to go enjoy a very yep. enjoyable holiday playlist, but why would I go run it if I'm not going to get maximize my engagement with it? Because mm -hmm. I'll tell you something. I'm two days in. I don't need any more Jurassic Green rolls. Yeah. I don't need any more Bright Tech Werewolf. I don't need any more Horror Story. I will only be touching those to finish my lore pages and to get my weekly Bright Dust bounties for the next yeah. two weeks done. That's it. And that's not because this is a bad event. It's because I think it's bad how it's structured. And I, I've yeah. railed against Bungie events a lot on this show over the last year and a half. Yep. But I, I, I do want to point out what is done correctly with this event instead of just the negative. It is a fun playlist. Can I get Glint as my ghost and get rid of Nolan North? <laughs> Whoa, sir. I will not hear disrespect. Listen, for, for listen Nolan I like North Nolan North. I, I like Nolan North a lot, but Glint has a personality. Um, I have I've said for a long time that I think the biggest strength of these seasons has been that Ghost has been a non-existent character almost entirely. Now, that's not to say I would not have welcomed some banter between Ghost and Glint during some yeah. of these runs. Just the lines he has with Ikora. I mean, even Petra, but the Petra one is hilarious. Mm -hmm. She's like, she's like, Guardian, I see you're taking a much needed, uh, a much deserved break. And uh, Glint is like, hi, Petra, we're hunting headless ones on the moon. They drop loot. And she's just <laughs> like, she literally goes, God, why do I bother? And it hangs up. It is 
fantastic. Yeah. This is kind of goofy shit I want. I want Glint to narrate me dropping cookies off with ribbon. <laughs> like I, um, I I need I need something funny like that. Go go ahead, John. Well they killed off the other funny ghost, so it's true. It's true. We couldn't afford Marina Baccarin anymore. <laughs> um yeah, no, this is I almost feel at this point with as big as Bungie's getting and with what they're doing with Destiny, I feel like they need to, in the same way they're gearing up a, a bonafide true PvP team moving forward, I feel like they need a, a seasonal event team to just every two years or so pick one of these events and refresh them. So it's not the yeah. same thing three, four years in a row for donning, for, you know. And it's, it's funny that you say that because... Uh, Today there there was a there there was uh, brought to the attention of the community team that the timer in the lost sectors needs to auto complete when teams reach the boss cap. For those who don't know, when yeah. you do the haunted lost sector, ten bosses is the max. I have never figured that out, but I would have like ninety seconds of doing nothing on some runs because we were just melting them so quickly. Yeah, and damage actually gave a really long explanation of it on. Reddit, but the long and the short of it is this was a bug identified towards the end of development, but we could not get a fix in in time. He's going to see if there's a uh, fix being planned for the duration of the event, but this will likely exist for all of it. And he gives an entire paragraph of it and says in bold italics, this is not a high priority blocker. Yeah. Uh, burning 60 seconds while waiting for a boss to spawn can be annoying, but it's not erroring players out of the mode, preventing quests from completion, negatively impacting yeah. performance, stuff like that. Uh, it's a bummer, especially when it impacts the top percentiles of the community that burn through bosses. If we don't get a fix out, we'll note it for next year in the case that Haunted Sectors return. Haunted Sectors are totally coming back. They're yeah. totally coming back. You do like, different sectors, you, make new ghost stories. Yeah, um, you, you don't, one you side don't say note, that. One mm -hmm. side note before we keep going. Uh, it's bugged for me personally because I've only done the Europa one. I've done probably 20 of them. Only on Europa. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know How why. How tired of seeing Perdition are you? <laughs> Very, because I did, have grinded it so much for all the different exotics uh, over the past year. But uh, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It, 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 that it, it is frustrating. And, like, I understand the defense of that. Um, mm -hmm. If you identify something late in development, there's, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it, right? It's a fundraising event. It's something to do in the dead part of the season. It's it's oh, it it's is. an Eververse event. It's, you know, I'm not mad that I paid money for a tarantula sparrow. I'm stoked on that thing. I love it. So, but that's the next thing I want to move into. So <laughs> the cosmetics of this event, I mean, Bungie's had, they've had some hits and they've had some misses in the past. The Christmas ones are usually pretty bad. Outside yeah. of, I would say, the Santa Slay Sparrow was great when they first introduced it. it shoots glimmer out of the back. Shoots fantastic. Glimmer, yeah. And the uh, the ice ornament for Black Talon is still one of the cooler ones in the game, I think. I, I think but, the donning armor sets look cool. Maybe not with I, the obnoxious shaders that come in with default. Yeah. But, um, I, I think that, and I think those can be hit and miss. I mean, God, God knows Guardian game stuff is super hit and miss. Solstice. Yeah. At Solstice least they took shaders the, this year. I like that they seem to be embracing the goofy theme of Festival of the Lost like they do with the summer event. I mean, the Scooty Puff, the inflatable... We, we got inflatable sharks this year for ghosts. I am running around like a Power Ranger with a T-Rex helmet, you know? Like. Uh, you, you and I bought uh, cowboy hat ghosts last year and yep. were ecstatic about it. Yep. We sat there and planned out... My profile we were, phone. It was my profile picture on Twitter for like eight months, yeah. 
it's still my <laughs> default ghost that I use all the time. Like the these goofy things that we have connections to, and I love that they're embracing that with Halloween. Like whether it's the Pennywise dance or it's like you said, the Dino armor is fantastic. Yep. Uh, I would make one major change, and that is on the Hunter set. I don't like that my helmet is not just my helmet. I have to be wearing the cloak for the top half of the T-Rex head. That really bothers me. And I think that was a really poor design decision. I get why you did that, but I think a hoodless cloak that has, like, moss on it or something would have been better. Or, like, scales or something. I I feel you, but I'm going to also flip the coin here. That does mean you can have cool raptor helmet with any mask you want to wear. I don't know if you saw That's, on the Reddit fashion. I, I can't. I can't, actually, because when you put the mask on, it auto-puts your hood down. I saw someone wearing Graviton forefoot with the with the raptor helmet. Oh, you, you could, yeah, you can wear a regular one. Yeah, I thought you meant yeah, Halloween mask. Yeah. I thought you meant Halloween mask. No, no, oh, I was, no, I was wearing it with... Uh, I was wearing it with my trials helmet yesterday. Yeah. That's, that's the one I usually default have on. Um... So I, I do think that those sets look really cool. I don't know if they look quite as cool as the promo images, but they still look really cool. Um, as far as a seasonal event goes, it's probably my favorite piece of armor we've ever gotten. Yeah. Uh, although I will say the werewolf hunter set last year. That and the, does look uh, the vampire, The yeah. vampire uh, warlock set was pretty good, too. Yeah, and then we got the really... I don't... I, I hate this term whenever critiquing anything in the game, so bear with me. I felt like the Titan one was lazy. You know, yeah. it was literally just some torn cloth and some chains, and it was supposed to be Frankenstein, I guess, but I don't know. It just compared to the vampire warlocks and the and the werewolf hunters, I I felt I uh I didn't even buy that set last year. It was just not anything, you know, it just looked like messy Titan armor. It there was it was nothing to write home about, right? <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, I enjoy and I enjoy some of the cosmetics. I think that the fucking tarantula sparrow creeps me out. I don't like spiders to begin with, so it like freaks me out. Um, especially because I, I had friends getting on their sparrows and like very subtly driving up behind me. So when I turned around, I saw the fucking legs moving. I, and it just it got really old really a, quickly. I, I whoever designed that thing, whoever full sent it to have moving legs with physics, I I want I hope they get a bonus because the first time I took off on my sparrow and all the legs went limp and started flying behind the sparrow as I hit the boost, I giggled so hard. I was not expecting that. I expected when I bought it for it just to have stiff in position yeah, legs. I did too. You know. <laughs> I think I think it's really cool. I like it, and I, but I want to keep. I want to say and reiterate what I did with the dawning last year. Once items have been out for a couple of years with these events, mm. you need to have a way for them to. You want to get people to go play your playlist activity. Have some of that stuff drop. You don't have to give us like astronomically high chances, but let it drop. Give us. And I know you're not going to go back to doing this, but it used to be back in the day we would get extra Engrams during these events. We would get double bright Engrams because one of them would have only event-related stuff in it. I understand why you can't do that because people would very quickly run out of things to get, especially if they're hoarders like some of us and get just about everything. Um, 
But I don't know. I think you need to, we got to see a change with that. We got to see some of that stuff. And we saw that kind of with the dawning last year. We saw a few things awarded that had been there in the past for the community goals. I would have liked to have seen something like that. Like, oh, we're going to give away some of the older emotes. Like, I have the acoustic guitar emote, the, yeah. the guitarist. I bought that one the very first Festival of the Lost in D2 that it was available because I liked that so much. It was the only guitar emote, and I like it a lot. I play I play acoustic guitar, so I yeah. wanted it. That has never gone up for dust. That has always been a silver-only item. It has not been available. I think it skipped being available last year. So now with the archive here, it's available again, but you're expecting people to pay 10 bucks for this? Yeah. I got it for dust when it came out. Like, if I remember correctly, if not, then I definitely paid real money for it. Armor, awesome. armor from three festivals ago is still 6,000 bright or 6,000 silver. Like, that's... if you're going to keep selling it, you need to mark <laughs> it down in price. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's a whole other conversation entirely. The cost of things in Eververse is something I want to wait until the 30th anniversary happens to have that discussion on this show because it's not like it's something we've shied away from, but. If things that we've uh, you know, we've kind of heard rumored don't come to pass, then I think that the community is rightfully going to be pretty upset. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're kind of, re I think as a community, we're reaching, reaching a tipping point with Eververse, especially in these holiday events. During the season, I think we're largely okay because almost everything gets offered for dust. But yeah. the amount that things cost versus the amount of dust you actually can earn in-game is laughable. Yeah. And, um, and I know that the solution is, well, you know, you, you got to pick and choose. And, like, I, I struggle, and I only play one class. I struggle to get everything that I want. Now, I say this having 95,000 Bright Dust. But yeah. I have that much because I'm very cautious with what I get. I only get things for guns that I'm using currently. I only get armor sets if I really like how they look. I don't buy every armor set anymore for Dust. I did buy the dino set because oh, I, I really don't want to go buy any silver right now. Like we're trying to watch our cash with Christmas coming mm -hmm. up, but we're going to have the Donic. We're going to have the 30th anniversary event. Like there's going to be more shit hitting the store. And I, I don't know. Like, I think that the amount of bright dust you get, cause we have one of these holiday yep. events almost every season that needs to be increased. 200 for a weekly bounty is inexcusable at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know how much I play. I'm sitting at 11,000 after buying yeah. my T-Rex set, you know? I, I'm like, in, like, the top 5% of people on Xbox in the whole Northern yeah. American content, er, continent, you know? Like, I I play a fuck ton of this game, and I'm, I'm yeah. struggling to keep up. I mean, up. I think I speak for all of us when, you know, everybody who comes on this show, like, this is our main online game that we play. Yep. And it's still really frustrating to see. Like, I saw... <laughs> I saw... I saw Halo Infinite fans going like, oh my god, I can't believe that like almost half the levels don't have a reward for the free track. And I'm like, well, well, first off, welcome to a battle pass. Second off, your game is free. Like, why are you <laughs> upset? You only have to pay for the battle pass. Like, yeah. uh, I look at something like, you know, and I don't want to obviously derail this into a battle pass conversation, but I would like to see more rewards tied to triumphs for the event. Like, I like that during this event, there's a shader, there's an exotic sparrow, there was an emblem, and I want to say there was one other thing you could earn. I'm pretty sure those, it's a ghost. There's a ghost you can pick up. I think there's a ghost if you do everything, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I think that that's all cool, but can we get some more? Like, I think it's every every single event like this should have a community aspect to it also, because mm -hmm. then you can give away that stuff. If you feel really bad about giving it to us, like, I got a bunch of old emotes during the last dawning, and I thought that was cool. You've never reintroduced 
a lot of the revelry stuff. Give that to us during Guardian Games. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what else to propose. But there needs to be a way to be able to access this stuff without draining our pockets. Yeah. The fact that you you can't say, oh, we brought all this back, and it's like mo- mostly for silver only. There's like eight pages of past festival stuff, but it's all for silver. None of it, other than the armor sets, is for bright dust. Yeah. And that's inexcusable. Yeah, you know, um, I've said it before. I feel like Destiny seasons are too cheap. And I feel like they overstep in, in areas like this to make up for that. Because you do make lots of money oh, on do. these microtransactions, you know. Like, I would I would be really curious to see how much money Bungie made in the first eight hours of this event going live. Just from people buying dino sets and tarantula sparrows and, and you know. I I wish they would maybe charge a little more for seasons and cut back a little more. Like, in the I know you and I are in the very, very vo- uh, non-vocal minority on that opinion. Yeah. But I, I've, I pointed it out here before. Uh, I know that everyone tries to compare it to Fortnite or to Apex. And it's like, well, those are games where you're just getting skins. Like here, yeah. when you pay $10 for your season pass, you're getting access to all the seasonal content. You know, so the seasonal arena, the whatever yep. the seal involves. So, like, if you did not buy it this season, you're not getting Shattered Realm. You're not getting the storyline. You're not getting Aegir Scepter. You're <laughs> not getting, yeah, you're not getting Aegir Scepter. You're waiting 35 levels to get um, Lawrence. Lawrence. Lawrence Driver, which has been a fucking nightmare in PvP. You're not, you cannot access Trials anymore without it. Yeah. Um, you're getting a full set of armor ornaments. You're getting an exotic. You get an exotic emote and a finisher every single season. You get a couple of exclusive shaders. You get sometimes you get a second legendary emote. A lot of times, yeah. I would say you do. Uh, and then some combination sometimes of a sparrow, a ship, and a ghost. And sometimes something crazy like presage or the corridors of time or yeah, you know, something like presage, uh, harbinger. <laughs> literally, some of, of the best Destiny content we yeah. got for ten dollars. You know, and <laughs> it's just like I want to know at what point, and like you have to buy the season pass in order to access the dungeons next year. Like I want to know at what point do we need to start having a conversation about raising the price? That if raising it to even twelve bucks, even two dollars more. Yeah. ensures that you are able to hire like three or four people to only plan and execute seasonal events with a team yeah. like to kind of oversee that the just way that every year i just want one of these activities to get refreshed you know and that, that's what we talked about earlier this year that's what Corey and i talked about coming out of uh dawning last year was how badly we needed a refresh mm-hmm. and then we noted that guardian games was better this year than it was in the past than it was last year. I think it was overall, it was a better event. It was a little bit yeah. more fun. Not just because Hunters won. I, I got my medal in the mail. Um, <coughs> but it was, the, the contrast, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, the yeah. contrast between Guardian Games and Solstice was night and day. Yeah, Solstice was sure. real bad. Yeah. It was real bad this year. Like Next year, I swear to God, if I see the Scooty Puff in the store again for silver... I'm going to rip my hair out because I bought yeah. that thing two summers ago. Like and you, me and our buddy Phil all ran and bought it. And I think that's the only Sparrow like other than me using Jotun that we ever used. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they, they made this whole new play space with the EAZ and it, yeah. it's a really cool, unique play space. But after doing it three years in a row, I did yeah. it for next an evening. Year be, if they reuse this again next year, which I think yeah. they know they can't, it will be the fourth year in a row. 
And so help me God, it took us three years just to be able to see where the chests were at all times. I don't have high hopes for this event being placed, but it just, and I I do think this comes down to the same conversation we've had that like last summer or not even last summer, probably last spring, right as lockdowns were happening and they're seeing the reactions roll in for season, the worthless. Mm -hmm. And they're going, people really hate this. They really hate this. They had to choose, okay, do we focus on narrative or on PvP? And I'm willing, this is a PvE game. Like, I'm willing to let PvP take that hit if it means getting better content. Much like I'm willing to let the seasonal events keep taking a hit if it means we get truly get the renewed focus yeah. on PvP that we've promised. If and we I get things that's like trials, why... I will sacrifice the dawning every year. Yeah. And I, and I think that's why, because um, Luke Smith even came out and said in his last address before he got promoted above and, and put Tom in charge, that, you know, he said, hey, during Season of the Worthy, PvE took that hit because I wanted Trials back. And I yeah. feel like that's that was the gambit of like, okay, we're not going to have a dedicated PvP team for this amount of time while we restructure the game and prepare for the future. We need at least trials back, and sadly, it launched like it did. But I see what they were going for. But yeah, yeah. Overall, yeah. I would say where we are now. Again, it's night and day. Eververse needs a lot of work, not just for these events. Eververse in general needs a lot of work. And like we're gonna we're gonna do an episode on that. Maybe maybe it'll be in November. I really want to hold off until the 30th anniversary, but we'll be coming in a little bit too hot with the end of the year and Halo. Yeah. And I really don't want to punt that until January when we're in the lead up to the Witch Queen, the final narrative steps of the season, et cetera. Um, but I'm I'm personally having a blast with the Haunted Sectors. They they yeah. are low effort. I don't think they planned on people being able to melt like they have been with Cartesian coordinate and uh, 1K. That Those seem to be the main culprits whenever people are melting, but... I mean, Vex is still putting it to work. Falling Guillotine is destroyed. I was about to say, we just, we just proved uh, an hour before this cod, uh, podcast that swords, even if it's not meta, swords still do the thing. Yeah. Uh, I If you had told me I was going to take a sword into a Grandmaster, uh, even <laughs> last year when Guillotine was at its peak, I probably would have laughed at you. Like, <laughs> it has been, it was, it was awesome. We needed yeah. it for one void shield at the end, and then three falling guillotines and a stasis tornado in a well. Man, it just it did it to that Lake of Shadows boss. Yep. Uh, while we're still talking about festival, though, have you used this new pulse yet, John? I have. I have. What I have a couple different rules to play around with. Um, think about I it? think. I think it's good. Um, it's awesome to get Lincoln Green back. Um, yeah. It it. You know, um, if you pull up the other meta pulse rifles, like just base stats wise, it falls a little behind. Not so egregiously behind that it's that it's embarrassing. Well, and I, th- I think um, part of that's because it's a five forty, also. Yeah. Um, but you know, Not the, the role- Timeworms Fire and um, what? Oh Darkest God, Grid before. Skipper. We've gotten two pretty yeah, good. Yeah, we got Grid Skipper and we got Darkest before as well. And as Darkest kind of before. Yep. Yeah. So I guess like. When I look at in terms of like rate of fire, I think that's one of the things and how hard it hits those. It kind of falls short for me in those regards. Yeah, um, I was definitely more of a bygones guy. Yeah, um, and bygones and archetype. We haven't. God, I'd have to look it up because we got the 340s like messenger. Um, and then we have bygones really... was a 390. Bygones was a 390, yeah. I believe. And God, they have um, so many different archetypes. But yeah, there. Um, and then I, I also really loved uh, Blast Furnace. I used yep. that probably for like two years when I got the God roll on that. 
Um, I'm not going to lie. I still break it out in PvP from time to time because I miss it so much. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think Blast Furnace you, is a 450. 450, so, yeah. That, that's yeah. kind of like, that's the sweet spot for me, I think. Because Messenger yeah. at times, like, it, it hits a bit harder, but it definitely doesn't fire quick enough. Yeah, um, it's a challenge to use in some kind of like in the GMs where I'm taking a lot of cover. It's OK because I can poke in and out with it. But yeah. I would take in the GM, I would take a scout any day over that if they would buff scouts just a little bit more and give me the proper mods. I'd really like to go in there with like a night watch or something. Yeah. Um, I or even servant leader now. Um, yeah. I think that this is this is good. I like the trend of reprising old weapons as fun like, motherfucker has yeah, scales on it how cool is that like come on it's yeah it's, it's awesome <laughs> I, I i like that i like the break tip werewolf uh, i mean i wear my halloween shirt from a couple of years ago all the time um yeah. even horror story i ran a horror story for a long time because it was good yeah um, no, the season <clears> came out in. yeah it came out right after forsaken yep. is when it came out uh it came out during that season yeah i used that for a lot um, I used it all the way up until that summer, I think, and then 450s just fell at the face of the earth. Um, but yeah, with this, uh, with with Jurassic, it's a rapid fire. It's that five four yeah. archetype. It's 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 got to compete with Darkest Before and Grid Skipper, and those are two fantastic pulse rifles. Um, I would say Dark, Darkest Before arguably the best pulse in the game behind Messenger. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it if. If you are that person that only wants the best of the best and you're only focusing on PvP, then no, this this pulse isn't going to do much for you. But, I mean, Rangefinder on a 540 pulse is pretty nuts. I, have I got, I got Rangefinder and multi-kill on my oh, first bad, drop. Man. And I'm I was bad. like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm good. The only thing yeah. I... Um, I did not get the armor-piercing rounds, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was... They're, no, I don't Ricochet know. Ricochet or high caliber rounds are, are probably what you want to go for on this. I have it full. Yeah, I I, did, I got Ricochet on one. Okay. Um, I did not get high high caliber is the one I was really wanting. So I may yeah. grind out a few more rolls, but I mean, I have another one with Frenzy on it, uh, which I like Frenzy on a yeah. pulse now. I got it with Grid yeah, Skipper Frenzy last season. Good. Really enjoy it. Um, for me, but am I going to run the the PVE Frenzy? Roll. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. yeah, now we're talking to each other. <laughs> the yeah. the PVE role I really want is Tunnel Vision Dragonfly. Tunnel yeah. Vision, you know, re, uh, kills after a headshot reload. You know, you get bonus aim assist, bonus aim down sights, all that. You usually pair it with Kill Clip, but I have never se- I haven't seen the gun with Tunnel Vision and Dragonfly on it uh, together. So I'm excited to play with that. I, yeah, I mean, so for me, it would take a lot for me to want to run this in PVE. I'm much more likely to go run this in PVP, frankly. Yeah. Um, but also it's like, and I'm not trying to like always be like, oh, I'm going to go for meta shit because I play off meta a lot, especially in PVE. Um, well, I would say both in PV, uh, PVP, probably more than PVE, because I think it's easier to play off meta in PVP if you can get a good strat down to throw yeah. people off. Um, and that's why like with Vex, I don't assault straight up. I circle around the entire map and come in from behind. By the time yeah. I'm there, they turn around, there's nothing that can be done, especially if I have a freezy grenade. Yeah. Um, or I have even a throwing star to slow them a little bit. It's over. Um, I think that this is a gun I'll probably play around with in, I don't know, it's something like control. Um, I can't see, or momentum. Uh, definitely in momentum, I could see myself using this, but it's, it's going to be real hard to unseat 
because I'm going to use an energy pulse, I'm going to run darkest before. Even then, though, I'm typically running Vex in that slot right now. Yeah. Even without particle deconstruction, like I was running it last season, really liking it. Uh, because everyone was like, oh, it's a trash gun. So nobody really knew how to counter it. Um, I told you I got it and went straight into Iron Banner with it yeah. last season. Um, I did the same thing with Shadow Price when we got those Adept once. But this it's not a gun that's going to blow your socks off. It's not going to be like uh, Peace Bound oh, it was over with uh, Iron Banner. It's not going to be like Reed's Regret or Messenger Shayura's over in the Trials Pool. Um it's it's just a de- it's a decent option. Just like that's the best thing I can really say about the van or yeah. the nightfall weapons this season. They're okay, fine. It's it's yeah, another I option. Will, yeah, I mean, like you could get adept hothead with explosive light, and that's the only you know. Other than the the current one, you know, you can't put adept big ones on uh, what is it ascendancy. I legitimately yeah. don't think I've fired the seasonal weapon yet. <laughs> I don't think I've been used using it more and more the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm actually coming around on it since they fixed Explosive Light. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually been running it in these Lost Sectors, and it's been really fun. But I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you on all that. I I think that the trend of bringing an old weapon back, slapping a fun new skin on it, calling it something new, is cool. Just like you know, we've seen with Iron Banner, they'll reprise year one weapons, but give them yeah. pl- totally new park pools, new elements. I piece bound is it's a stasis sidearm now with headstone, which yeah. low key may be my favorite new perk of the season. Who would have? Uh, I want to go back and talk to to 2016 John and let him know that steady hand was one day going to be the PVP meta. You know, I want like... to go back and talk to me uh, <laughs> two and a half years ago and say, "Hey, you're going to one day run sidearms in endgame content," so that I'm <laughs> you know laughing at the person because it used to be all you had was Vestian Dynasty. Yeah. Um, in Destiny One, that was all we had. I mean, it was a fun little gun, but it was never like. Until year three, it wasn't like this incredible thing. And then sidearms just took off at that point. Um, I, I don't know. Like, we're reprising old weapons. Like, we're starting to run out of weapons to reprise, I think. Uh, which both makes me excited and, like, kind of, like, anxious. But, oh, what are we going to do now? Like, uh, Forge's Pledge was uh, the mm-hmm. most recent 390 that we got in Pulses, and I saw so many going, like, oh, my God, this gun is dog shit. And I'm like, actually, I used Bygones for so many years that I feel at home using this. I just have so many other better options. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you're bringing back these weapons and you're doing new elements, new perk pools, and new looks, I think you're doing it right at that point. Yeah. That's how you bring a weapon back. Uh, even if it's coming back from Destiny 1 at this point, like I think they should have new looks. They shouldn't look exactly like they did. Like, now, granted, like everybody knows how Hungary looked. Like, okay, cool. We're, that's an iconic weapon from D1. You know, and same they with, spiced uh, it up with Adept Hungary. So. Uh, they spiced it up, and it's just like, yeah, well, scouts are in a really weird place right now, especially yeah. that archetype. One day. Scout. One day. one day, yeah. That's why I'm sitting on like 35 <laughs> scout rifles in my vault. Because one day I will be vindicated. I love scouts so much. Yep. And, I and I would argue viable... the, the rapid fire, uh, you know, Randy's throwing knife, trusty servant leader. Oh, man. You know, those, are, those are pretty good. But even then, you have to really play in a very niche play style to make those work for you. you I know? mean, like, our, our friend Max can make those work. I cannot make Servant Leader work worth a dick for me. 
But I get killed by it pretty regularly in Gambit by an invader. Yeah. Uh, I, I've gotten hit with it there. I've gotten hit in momentum control with it, too. Oh, yeah. Um, well, here's hoping they buff Dead Man's Tail. You know, it's time for scouts to rise. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Dead Man's got a little bit too much of a nerf when they did it uh, last season. It was like, okay, like, listen, this is like the only viable scout in the game, and you'll just ran it into the ground. Like, before then, to play with a scout, you had to be very aggressive. I would say in terms of, like, not, like, in terms of play, but, like, in terms yeah. of shot selection. Um, like, I don't like running snipers, but I treated my scout rifle like it was one. And nobody yeah. knew where I was shooting from, so I could get the kill easily. Yeah. Um, I would love to go back to being able to use Mita regularly in PvP, but I just... I, yeah, I still see people doing it. Pass. I see, I I see people see doing people it, too, but it's, it's that niche <laughs> class like you talked about. Yep. Um. I'm trying to think of what else, because there, there's not a whole lot else tonight. So the TWAB is pretty, it's pretty uh, scarce this week. I would say that it's uh, it's probably going to be scarce for a few more weeks until they start sharing with us some details about the anniversary. But even with that, I think they kind of want to let that just play out. Yeah. Um, just come out. That's um, what, a month and a half, uh, almost two months until Witch Queen after that? Yeah, so from where we are right now, we're about four months out from the Witch Queen. Um, the 30th anniversary event happens at the halfway point. So we've got about nine weeks, nine weeks from the time of this recording until yeah. Witch Queen, or until, uh, not Witch Queen, God, uh, until the 30th <laughs> the anniversary event. Yeah. Which happens the day before Halo Infinite, curiously enough. Oh, God, dude, I'm just, I'm not <laughs> mentally prepared for how busy of, like, a 72-hour period that's going to be. Yeah. Of you and me are going to be in that dungeon, getting Gallarhorn, doing whatever we can, getting that Thorn armor set. Dude, I'm getting that Thorn armor. <laughs> they better give me some more transmog tokens, too, because I've spent all mine for this season. IS Luna's uh, back. Uh, I'm assuming that's... back, Thousand Yard Stare is back. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Which makes me wonder, not to go off on too much of a side tangent. Yeah, yeah, if, no, 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 you're good. But if Ias Luna and, and, and Thousand Yard Stare and Gallahorn and the Thorn Armor are all in the dungeon, what the hell is dropping from this new six-man activity that's going to be free to play for everyone? So I would imagine that uh, Ias Luna and Thousand Yard Stare will probably drop from that activity as well. No, they they confirmed it's, it's from the dungeon. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, so I missed that that was dungeon exclusive. Um, I would guess that uh spoils of eternity or whatever the event is called will shores of eternity i don't remember what it's called exactly will probably feature some you'll probably have a couple more reprised weapons from d1 i can yeah. see i don't think that they'll put this one in there but uh ldr was a really beloved sniper uh, i could see some d1 raid weapons coming back um maybe a selection of those right selection yeah I think that's where you're going to see weapons that are inspired from by Marathon, Oni, and Halo possibly pop up at. Um, I could see like, so we we've all we've all heard and seen the rumor at this point. It's been out there in the open for like yeah. eight months. We've talked about it on this show a couple of times. We don't normally traffic in leaks, but both the Notepad <laughs> leak and the Pastebin leak have been largely correct up to this point. I think the Pastebin has been disproven more. But a lot has still been accurate on that. Both of those claimed that the Destiny, or not God, not Destiny 1, the Halo 1 Magnum 
would be added as an exotic. Oh. Um, oh. For me, that would be like the ultimate thing to grind for there, especially if you made it a weapon that has random rolls. Yeah. Um, I think that would keep people engaged because that's stuff that's going to stay in the game. You can't put that in for two months after you've asked people to pay 25 bucks for it and then take it away. It just doesn't Josh, work I got to ask you, if we get that pistol, do you class it as a hand cannon or do you class it as a sidearm? Hand cannon. Yeah. Definitely shoots Absolutely. like looks like it's a, looks like it a looks like a sidearm, but I mean it's gonna it's gonna have to be completely unique how it fires. Um God three shot you were three shot in Spartans with that thing. Yeah. You know? Mubo like honestly at that point, like Mubo that's basically last word with sights. Um <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun so, if it had the same mechanic of you get pulled out of ADS when you get when you get shot and return? You know, just yeah. as a little little balancing thing, make it a little OP. I think they're gonna have a couple <laughs> of weapons from each. I think the Marathon and Oni inspired weapons, as well as like any other property, mm-hmm. um, would be legendary weapons. I think anything from Halo would be an exotic, yeah. just because they probably had to pay a fuck ton of money for that. My suspicions for the if we get Halo exotics are. The you can't if you do Halo exotics and you don't Dash. do energy sword. If you if you don't do the <laughs> yeah if you don't do the pistol and the energy sword, I feel like you've kind of wasted it. Um, I would like so we've heard that there's the the leak says that we're gonna see new types of ornaments be introduced to Eververse, mm-hmm. uh, more like universal weapon ornaments, which I would love to have one for rocket launchers that is the Halo rocket launcher. Yeah. Um. Or the Halo sniper rifle. I would love to see those two show up. Um, I could see as an auto rifle. I could see them putting the assault rifle in the game. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, like, you, you think about the three most iconic Halo weapons. Those are probably the three. Um, I put I would put the battle I rifle mean, on that list. The sniper. Yeah, the, the AR, gravity right, hammer. You know, even if it wasn't good. If they just do the me, AR. Give me a gravity <laughs> hammer. That's all I want to say. Give me a gravity <laughs> hammer. Um, I feel like it's pretty much a given that in terms of like stuff that we're going to see from Halo in the game, there's going to be a guilty Spartan ghost. There has to be. You, yeah. you don't do this without doing 343 guilty spark. Um, what about a ghost sparrow? So I, I actually don't know about a ghost sparrow because I think the dimensions would be a little bit too weird for it. You'd have to make them really small wings like on Scooty Puff. Um, I, there's a there's a dimension limit on how wide you can make a sparrow. I actually think the brute a shopper mini from ghost, Halo, a mini ghost. Oh, dude! If it's a fucking be... mini ghost, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. If you're like sitting on it with like your knees up in the air, yeah, 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 yeah. that would be. So, and you're like holding a little toggle. That would be so great. The, I like that you brought. I like that we brought the 30th anniversary event because we got the flavor text for it updated in game with the API update this week. Uh, it indicates that you're going to get a couple of exotic stuff, things given to you for free just from buying this uh, when it goes live. And one of those is that there's going to be two exotic ships. This could not be more clear to me. Phantom, or excuse me, a, a Pelican and a Banshee. Yep. There. Has to. Done. Has to, I don't right? care about the logistics of the Banshee can't jump to light speed. Don't give a fuck. Okay. Who gives, who gives <laughs> Yeah, who gives up? Fuck. Now that being said, if you didn't give me a Banshee and you gave me a Phantom instead, I'd still be pretty happy. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's a slam dunk. 
giving me a whole bunch, a whole fuckload of Halo ornaments feels like a slam dunk. Yeah. What type I don't of know. proudly put on, lock in, never take off a series of Spartan ornaments, you know? So, Just, and that's that's the other thing I want to bring up. So we know about two universal armor sets that are going to be in the game, and one is inspired by Marathon, and uh, one is the Bungie Streetwear set, which just looks yeah. horrible. It's it's uh, an affront to humanity. No, the Punk Rock Titan looks pretty badass. It's the fact that the hunters are wearing a fucking hoodie with a scarf can, is pretty bad. You can cosplay DMG all day. Listen, <laughs> I will pro- I I will probably end up buying it, despite how much I'm bashing it right now. But I just I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. What? has always caught my eye is when they say there is an exotic helmet ornament that will be given out to everybody. That has to be fucking Chief's helmet. Chief's, yeah. So we, we'd also heard that there was going to be a set of Spartan armor for each class, or Spartan-inspired armor. Titans would obviously get an actual Spartan set. Uh, Hunters would get Helljumper armor. And the rumor was that Warlocks, because I think that's probably your big hang-up there, we're going to get Arbiter-inspired armor, which I still think is badass, if that plays out the way that we think it could. I'm hip to that. I also think it would just be funnier and cooler if all three of them were Spartans, but Hunters, it was just Spartan armor with a really small cloak over it, and Warlocks were just Spartan armor with robes around it. You know what I mean? Ripping through. I I was saying this before. (laughs) I feel like the move for the Warlocks would have been the Chief armor with the... uh, the cloak that he wears in the Halo uh, 5 reveal. Yeah, but yeah. that's not from Bungie. So, and then honestly, the move for Hunters would have been Emil from Halo Reach, but we got his helmet last year with a bomber jacket. Fair enough, fair enough. So yeah. I can already look like a Spartan, basically. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know the last time that you looked at the uh, the... Titan Reckoning armor, but that, it's literally Master Chief's helmet with a fucking bandana over it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 great. There is there is so much that you can do here, and yeah, uh, like I I've seen the doom and gloom on Reddit and on Twitter, like oh they haven't announced any Halo things other than the the kneeler pauldrons and the the little uh, the little Halo ring for the Warlock Bond. The, like, the Halo Bond is pretty. I'm like, guys, (laughs) it's because Halo Infinite's coming out the day after. They don't want to say, hey, we're putting Halo shit in our game that is coming out 24 hours before Infinite. (laughs) Maybe like 12 hours before Infinite, really. Like, we don't want to run around saying that, y'all. Like, I'm still convinced Microsoft's doing an event next month, and that's probably when we'll see some of this at least teased. But there's no way Bungie and Microsoft do not milk this for all it is worth. There is no humanly possible way. I, I think it's awesome. It's going to be fun. I'm going to keep talking about it every every single week until we get that anniversary event. But we do have a small thing in the TWAB to talk about before we move into the lower corner tonight, John. Before we wrap up and get our friends out of here. Legendary Astral Alignment next week. Uh, this, is, this is wacky. This reminds me of uh, Sundial. Yeah, we had to go in with six people, and I don't mean that in a particularly great way either. Um, <laughs> astral alignment is going to become more spicy. The recommended power is thirteen twenty, and there will be modifiers each day to keep things interesting. Loadouts will be locked, and failing to complete or wiping as a team sends you back to orbit. So, like, don't die. 
weakly rotating modifiers. Denial. Take and Vandal summon their shields significantly more often. Fuck you, whoever thought of this. <laughs> they already do that too often. <laughs> Taken combat, taking combatants generate blight geysers when defeated. That's what terrifies me. And should scare anybody who gets in the face <laughs> of their enemies to finish them or punch them. An empath. Enhanced radar takes increased damage from melee. I am really scared of this when it is the Scorn. Yeah. You will get one-shotted by Scorn. Constant modifiers. Champions, Overload and Unstoppable. Of course, we're in the middle of having to use Overload Bow, which most people don't like using. Equipment locked and match game. So what do you get for overcoming these extra challenges? There will be an extra bonus chest waiting for you at the end. That is three total for everyone keeping score at home. And if you haven't secured the Catalyst or Acre Scepter yet, extra chests are more likely to hold one. I want to be really clear. There is no cosmetic reward tied to this that we know of. I am doing this one time for my seal, and that is it. Yep. And it will probably be in early February when I finally get around to doing it. Yep. I have. I, I love the idea of harder difficulty options but if literally all you're gonna do is give me another roll on something i'm probably gonna scrap i don't really care <laughs> yeah when we're, we're two months into the season most of us have rolls on the weapons that we want i mean i personally like i'm i'm one of the handful that like just doesn't really care for the main suite of weapons this season mm. i'm not a hand cannon user uh heavy grenade launchers are in a bad place right now I, yeah. I have saved a couple of these because I got one with chain yeah, action. I, I got one with really impulse and vorpal that I held on yeah. to. Impulse amplifier. Yeah, I, I held on to two. But, I've held on, I yeah. held on to one of those as well. Uh, the shotgun doesn't really blow my socks off. Um, it, it's I'm in a weird place with this shotgun. So I tried using one dual loader. Have just decided I don't like dual loader as a perk. Period. Um, no. And I just, in general, I'm not a big fan. Like, if I'm going to run a stasis primary, I'm running that sidearm. I'm running Peacebound instead, mm -hmm. um, just because of my play style. And then the, God, the, the AR is, I saved, I saved one with Dynamic Sway and uh, I want to say Rampage. It's, on it. it's the clunkiest archetype of, of oh, auto rifle. It's so fucking clunky. You thought 450s were bad, my friends. He is a 360 oh, motherfucker. Right. Strap in. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> It, like chugga 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 i don't know if we ever get to the choo choo it's just chugging some say it's still chugging to this day i it's will say and i know i know bows aren't your thing but the the wolf drawn bow is actually pretty fantastic it's not bad but the only bow with harmony which is very I've seen people go off on streaks with you. You get a kill with a shotgun, yeah. switch to the bow, and start one tapping. You know, just <laughs> it's like it's it's fine. I'm not. I like like John yeah, said. I'm not. A, I'm not a bow that's user. Um, I use bows yeah. when I have to. I definitely feel more comfortable using them now than I did at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. um, I took the uh, I took point of the stag in the PVP. Used it to get my dead eye title. Really enjoyed my time with it, but it's just not for me and my play style. Yeah. Um, I think that people also destiny, I think is at times too aggressive of a game. If you're not automatically God tier with that specific type of weapon. Yeah. Um, I think it's too fast paced. And for me, I'd rather just, you know, use a fusion rifle or, um, 
God forbid I use a shotgun or something. Um, I would rather use almost anything other than a bow. I'd rather I'd rather run a hand cannon than a bow, frankly. I, regardless of the season, this is always my assessment of bows in Destiny, um, especially for PvP. Uh, it's a choice. <laughs> it, it's a it choice. is a goddamn choice. If you do good, if you do good, then don't ever <laughs> change what you're doing. But yeah, man, it can be really, really difficult if you're not good with it. Um, so we've been reading a little series here about Saladin the last couple of weeks. Um, and I want to, I want to finish it up, but I want to see if I can find the, the last piece we were going to read. Um, and of course now I'm having a tough time finding it. Naturally. I have slept since last week, so... My deepest apologies if we actually read these last week. <laughs> it has been, I cannot emphasize how busy the last week has been for me. Uh, a lot of you know my, uh, I take care of my grandma. She uh, she fell and hurt herself again. So she's been having to get a lot of tests. I got to get her checked into a rehab hospital. We had a wedding to go to. We had a rehearsal for said wedding. Said wedding started three hours late. Uh, it The weekend was not good for us. <laughs> it was a very long exhausting weekend uh and of course you know Corey is not here this weekend or this week so uh trying to put things together and you know still find time to uh play destiny at night uh girlfriend is you know like on our fourth or fifth night at the hospital uh because of overtime anyways without further ado this is going to be the end of our salad and lore uh for at least a little while uh we're going to get back to the seasonal lore i think uh at the end of the month because next week i want to read uh some of Glint's passages from this goofy book. I'm not going to read all 35 of them because that would take literally half a year for me. That's a half a year's worth of shows. Yeah. Uh, but they are there for you to go read. If you don't actually feel like grinding it out, and I can't blame you. I'm doing it for the cosmetic rewards. Um, and because I just really like lore, I would encourage you to go read it on Ishtar Collective. It is really funny. It's really heartwarming. And I love that glint is telling stories uh, and it's it's all canonical like it fits in with the events of this season which i like um but the first piece that we have is the class item from the iron banner set um it's the same across all three so just class item some know the legend we crush the warlords beneath our heels so that they may never rise again saladin remembers the first time he met zavala he remembers thinking that the Awoken had regal bearing like the stags he once hunted on the steps. His shoulders were broad and his chin held high. When he moved, he did so with the strength and purposeful deliberation of someone with the power to determine his own place in the world. You'll never have a son, his ghost had said, but it isn't too late for you to take an apprentice. Saladin remembers their sparring matches. He remembers how Zavala always got back on his feet, no matter how many times Saladin put him down. He remembers refusing to offer the younger Lightbearer a hand up until the days of Allah finally bested him in combat. He remembers lying flat on his back, left shoulder dislocated and ribs shattered. A strange pressure on his chest that made it difficult to breathe. Finish it, Saladin had commanded, because that was the way of things. His ghost would revive him. Saying nothing, Zavala hauled him to his feet instead. Saladin remembers all this and more when his former apprentice calls him into his office and tells him about the face behind the crow's mask. Zavala says he knows that Saladin doesn't like secrets, that it's unfair to ask him to keep one of this magnitude, but there will come a time when the crow needs someone. 
the ways of Allah needed Saladin. You never needed anyone, Saladin insists. Zavala only smiles. I really, really, really love this piece of lore. Um, we, you know, we've been on this journey with Saladin remembering his past. Uh, we talked uh, last week and the week before kind of about, do we think that Saladin is possibly on the shopping block? And I think that that's, I wouldn't say that's an easy conclusion to come to, but I think that when you read, uh, when you read a piece of lore like this, I think it makes it a little bit easier to support the notion that Saladin may be on his way out. Don't say but that. But I like yeah. even, listen, I, I, I've said it for a little while. I think it's that they've started including Saladin in the lore a lot, but that's usually never a good sign for said character in the lore. Um, <laughs> and we know that somebody is somebody is going to fall. I like that Saladin was in Season of the Chosen. I think that was good. Mm. And we now know, um, thanks to the seasonal lore that we've got, and we're going to go into more detail about this towards the end of the month, Crow is the other ambassador to Keitel now, alongside yep. Saladin, yep. which I love that so much. I think it's great that these two guys that are polar opposites are being asked to work together. We see here Zavala basically tells him, I want you to make the Crow your apprentice. Crow needs somebody to guide him. And I wonder if Saladin comes between him and Savathun. With Savathun trying to manipulate him, I would really love if Saladin kicked off our story next season um, with the Witch Queen if he kicked off our year-long story and he was kind of our seasonal guide for it. I think that's a unique opportunity that we haven't seized upon enough in this world. Him and Shax are largely bystanders to the events that go on. They yep. are mentioned very little. They have legends in the lore, obviously. You know, we read about Warlord Shax last year, you know, uh, facing down and facing down Ephrodite and the Iron Lords. And yet, outside of the Devil's Ruin mission, what if we and the insinuation that he has fallen underneath Sabathun's sway, what has Shax really done in the last couple of years? Trained millions of guardians. That's what. <laughs> Saladin has, you know, for story purposes, he started to take a much bigger role. You know, we've seen him, in, we saw him in Empty Vessel last year. Our last season, we saw him in the season of the Lord of Her Chosen, obviously, because he was one of the yeah. guides in it. And now we're seeing him in the, the entire Iron Banner set, as well as the weapons. And we're going to read the we're going to read the final passage here because I think it's important for us to understand with Saladin and if Saladin really is on his way out. And I think this kind of helps support that theory too. And this is a this is Forge's pledge. It's a pulse that John and I were talking about earlier. Say whatever you like, you just better be brave enough to say it to his face. And it's a quote from Lady Aphrodite. Iron Lord Saladin Forge is not a man to be fooled with. If you make a joke at his expense, you would best hope he laughs when he hears it. And he never laughs. Iron Lord Saladin Forge is not a man to be slighted. If you wound him, you best hope he forgets you. And he never forgets. Iron Lord Saladin Forge is not a man to be lied to. If you mislead him, you would best hope he never finds out. And he always finds out. And if for some unfathomable reason you decide to pose as his friend and advisor, so rumors within his ranks whisper lies in his ear and lay the full force of your foul deceit upon him, you had best hope that your worm god, your sword logic, your tithes and tributes and reams of ageless bargains are enough to keep you safe. And you will never be safe from Iron Lord Saladin Forge. Wonder who they're talking Ladies about. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
Lord Saladin <laughs> is on his way out. <laughs> I regret to inform you. No. On Tower Casuals for the third week in a row. <laughs> I need, but I need to see this as a cutscene this time. It is not enough to have him go out like Sagira. I need him to, I, I gave this power fantasy last week. That when Saladin goes out, I need lightning to just start glowing around him like Thor. I need him to summon the shield, and I need him to summon a hammer. Like, we get Osiris described to us as using yeah. all three elements against Zivorath's forces. I need him to 1v1 with Sabathun. What if, what if, when he dies, his ghost is how she gets the light? No, I I feel like she already has a ghost. Like she has some sort of spell, something set up. To, I'm to... sure she does too. I'm hypothesizing here. I need <laughs> that to be an epic cutscene. I would. Sab- I, I, I said this. Like I would love to when Sabathun inevitably breaks out. The end of the season event is us evacuating the tower because she has shown up there. And I would love for the cutscene to cut to him, Shax, Zavala, and Saint-14 standing beside each other. And when they all try to do something, he steps forward with his hand out and is like, no, I've got this. And that's when he summons all of the elements and tries to attack her by himself. Like, listen, I need to see it, okay? I need (laughs) to see Saladin 1v1 somebody... Like, who else could take on a god by themselves in the town? Like, Ikora, probably? Yeah. Like, what would demoralize the ranks of the Vanguard than more than losing Saladin? You have a built-in person to come and run Iron Banner with Ephrodite. Rename Trials of the Trials of Lord Saladin. I mean, we Josh, also shared our... I don't want to Osiris see Osiris is dead, so. <laughs> Hit me. You didn't want to what? I, I, I don't want to see... I don't want to see Salad Man go. I, lo- I love his character. I love what they've been doing with him recently. Also, uh, yeah, I don't know I if you've say, noticed... I like what they've done recently. I didn't like him as a character until this year. I thought he was just an asshole. Which he is. <laughs> like, that's very much his character. <clears throat> But outside of Rise of Iron, and now granted, he had a big part in Rise of Iron, of course. It's his yeah. expansion, but other than that, we never really got any sort of character development with him, whether it was in D1 or D2. I mean, look at how we've recounted it, how Crow calls him a coward in, in yeah. the Iron Banner Lord season for him not doing anything during the Red War. He questions him, like, basically, where the fuck were you? And it's true, like, I think we all kind of wondered it, like, Saladin's not here helping. Like, even Shax has a cameo, but like, Amanda Holiday is out here with a gun helping, and Saladin can't be coming in with Big Hammer? Like, you got He lost his light. He had, he had wolves to look after on the, up on the Dude, mountainside. Dude, sick the wolves on the cabal! <laughs> Listen, if Christmas Grandma can fight her way out of the city, Saladin can get into the city and help out too. And I mean, of course, you know, we we went over this last week. He he did actually yeah. help evacuate a large number of people up to the mountains and then sealed the gates. I, I, I get that. I understand it. I respect it. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's a fair question to ask. And it took us years to get that answer. 
Um, yeah. These are characters that I think Bungie is realizing they can't just have them be one-dimensional faces and voices anymore. And for better or worse, Saladin and Shax, and we've even said Zavala up until the last year, really have felt that way. Really, yeah. our tower people have, I mean, look at all the complaints. Ikora has done fuck all in like two years until recently. You know, we've got, we got more characterization with Crow in three weeks than we did with Ikora in two years. And that's just, that's unacceptable for someone who's supposed to be one of the faces of your franchise. Yeah. Um, it really does feel like to me that we are getting ready to start retiring some of these OG characters and that those who live maybe accompany us on what's next after the light and dark. Like it is clear we're going to lose many more allies in the next couple of expansions, but I think that kind of sets you up for like, I don't Something know, new. drifter saints and whatever crippled husk of Osiris is left to maybe guide you to what's beyond the city. What's beyond the solar system? You know, maybe they're the ones who go because they've been there. Like Osiris and Drifter have been there before. They've gone and done that. Like Mara has gone beyond. You know, you take Crow along with you. I don't know. Or Crow stays behind to lead the city. Like there's so many things you can do. And I think it's great that we can actually have these discussions about these characters now. Because for so long, it was just like, well, I mean, I guess you could bring Aphrodite back to do try to do iron banner where's she been she's been mia for like three or four years now not even a whisper of her bring effort back she's the only other iron lord well besides us but you know yeah. that happened and conveniently got forgotten yeah no so, that, that won't be made official until they give us the goddamn title bungie give me a iron banner bungie, title, please give me the <laughs> iron banner title give me salad and zax give me that hammer of proving <laughs> let's what you got our capes <laughs> let titans wear capes let hunters wear bath towels <laughs> give me a flat flat bungee i'm ready <laughs> but with that i think our time today together tonight has come to a close i want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening uh, it is audio only this week uh cory typically does the video but uh, unless we somehow have an unexpected surprise like we did with the uh, Witch Queen reveal, which I did not intend to have video, and then it did. Um, this will likely be an audio only. I think, John, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you jumping here at the last, literal last minute uh, to join me. I asked you last night, of course, as always, you did not hesitate. Where can the people find you at, John? They can find me grinding haunted lost sectors on Xbox <laughs> at A1John. At A1Johnny. And of course, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. I'll probably be complaining about something in this game at some point or just getting immensely frustrated with Metroid Dread. Uh, and <laughs> until next time, from me, from Johnny, from Corey, we will see you Sarside. <laughs>